0: IFSA is an organization of fire service personnel dedicated to upgrading firefighting techniques and safety through training. Between their manuals, e-books, apps, curriculum, exam prep, resource one, and more, firefighter training has never been more customizable than with IFSA FPP products. Visit them at ifsta.org
1: for more information.
0: Hi, welcome to Fire Grand Strategies and other stuff from the street with Anthony Villo and Jim Duffy on Fire Engineering Talk Radio, where firefighters come to share their knowledge their ideas, their opinions, and most of all, have a little bit of fun at the same time. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to January slash February edition of 5 Grand Strategies and other stuff from the street on Fire Engineering Talk Radio. I'm Jim Duffy, one of your hosts, and my partner, Deputy Chief Anthony Billow, both of us retired, and we have a guest tonight, Deputy Chief Ryan Dunn from the Maryland, Connecticut Fire Department. If you're any kind of a buff um, and you, you follow me at all, you know that I've been uh, heavily posting the grab they made on Saturday. It was an incredible job, um, but we'll let him tell you about it. And um, you know, just to give you a quick idea, he works in a city. Um, of about 60,000 people. Is that correct, Ryan? Yeah, yep, yeah, 60,000. Okay, they they have a a department that's around 100 men um, with like 22 people on duty. And actually, he was a mutual aid partner for my department where I worked before I retired. It was always put a big smile on my face when I was the incident commander, and I called the mutual aid and I showed Ryan showing up with his crew, whether he was a lieutenant, a chief, fitness, um, a deputy chief, assistant chief, whatever it was, it always—I it, always knew things were going to go well. Um, always eager to help his crews. I've not—I've know probably at one point I knew them all, but I've been retired four years, but um, I still most know most of the guys there, and um, they're a great, aggressive, intelligent, thinking fire department, and. Um, We'll get to Ryan in a minute. First, Chief of Illinois, I would like to say a couple of words about Bobby Halton, who made this all ha- possible for us. Um, we're on Fire Engineering Talk Radio because of Bobby Halton. I was instructing at FDIC because of Bobby Halton. I was published a couple of times in Fire Engineering. He's just uh, been a friend to the firefighter in this country um, for years. Chief of Bill, some words about um, Bobby Halton, maybe the Brown M&M's, a brief story on that?
2: Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's still, as we were talking about this morning, uh, I, or this afternoon when I spoke to you, it's still kind of, in a way, hasn't sunk in in a way, you know? Like, I mean, we, we were out in Tulsa uh, last week or week before, and uh, as I had said to you, I think it was – uh, it was needed for us to all be together um, to, to celebrate his life, and uh, you know, um, while while the FDIC will will seem empty this year, it won't be because he will be there. His presence will be there, and everybody there, you know, in one way or another, was touched by the guy, you know. And uh, he was he was a real astute guy. Like he he never forgot a name. He uh, always always treated everybody with respect, um, even when he was busting your balls, you know. Um, <laughs> and it brings me to, the, you know, the Brown and Eminem thing, you know. Uh, my biggest issue is I can't make a tie. And, uh, and I, I could tie knots, you know. <laughs> I could tie a million knots, but I can't tie a tie. And uh, Ed Flood used to tie my ties to me, and, and then Bobby Holt. And he uh, tied my tie before I did the keynote. And every time I saw him uh in a, when i was in a classroom at the fdic he would stop the class and come and tie my tie fix my tie in fact he did it uh at the last class i was at um in the in the uh in the summer version last year um he came walked into the class and he just stopped the class he goes i don't normally uh you know interrupt in class but i, I can't i can't let this one go and i knew exactly what he was going to do you know um but he wrote the editorial brown m&ms and brown m&ms was about paying attention to detail. And, and he never mentioned me by name, but he was talking about me because he said a, a chief in North Hudson. And, you know, it was all me. It was about chin straps and waist straps and all that stuff. But uh, and he talked about how Van Halen, they would, part of their rider would be to put a bowl of M&Ms on the table, in the middle of the table, and remove all the brown M&Ms. And it was buried in the rider. And they would know that the uh, concert promoter paid attention to detail and paid attention to that when they would go there and see the brown M and M's not in the M and M ball. So he said that you know he found the brown M M&M and M in my bowl and that was my inability to tie a tie. So you know he uh you know he's he's missed missed terribly you know and he will be missed terribly as you know as, as time goes on and uh you know and and I I know you will say the same thing as I will. The last thing he ever said to me and I ever said to him was I love you. That that's how he always you know I mean if he knew yeah I guess maybe he, if he, he, he didn't I don't know I don't know I know him over 20 years you know and uh, and we'd always end the phone call with I love you man love you brother love you man and uh, you know I we do the same with everybody else you know I talked to you Mike Dugan you know Mike Galliano all those guys excuse so you know Allen, it's the same thing love you man love you brother you know and Bobby was the same way and, and uh, our last conversation that's how it ended.
0: Yeah. You know, anybody who's ever met or worked with Bobby Halton recognizes that one of his strongest attributes, if he was talking to you, he was talking to just you. Example, if you're in a hallway at FDIC and there's 30,000 plus people there walking the hallways, and if he's standing there talking to you, he's talking to you. He's not looking to see who's walking by, see if anybody's behind you. He's talking and listening to you. And that mm-hmm. is the mark of a true leader. He he listens. Um, I have a sister who was recently diagnosed with lupus. And as many of you know, Bobby had lupus. He said, you know, I'll, I'll call her. I'll talk to her, tell her what to expect and what's going on. And Bobby's been battling that for years. And he did really, really well. But um, you know what? Um, I try to emulate some of the stuff he did. Um, Some of the things, we we disagreed on things, but uh, he could have a conversation with you. Um, But if you're going to argue or disagree with him, you better have your facts. You better read up on it. Understand that he knows all the facts of everything he's going to discuss with you. Don't try to bullshit him. You know, he's probably one of the most well-read, he actually is the most well-read person I've ever met. But moving on, uh, thank you, Bobby Halton, um, the fire service is better because you were in it, and we're going to move on to the fire service today with Deputy Chief Ryan Dunn. Ryan, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, when you started, your history, and how you got to where you were, and then we'll get into the specifics of the fire and how you guys prepared for it. Is that okay yeah, with you? Um,
1: so, yeah, that's great. No worries. No worries at all. Um, so um uh, you know my name's Ryan Dunn. Uh I'm currently uh a deputy chief with the Meriden, Connecticut Fire Department. And uh so I just started my 25th year um with the department. Uh so it's been it's been an awesome ride. Um you know I I can't say how thankful I am to uh be a member of um such an aggressive department um and a department that um really uh is kind of like on the cutting edge, you know. Um and, and you know, I'm a third generation firefighter there. So, uh, you know, there's that and it's, it's, it's pretty great. Um, so I got on in, uh, you know, early 1999 and, uh, was assigned to Agent 4, uh, out on Sherman Avenue, which, um, literally is, uh, you know, 500 feet away from, from the building we're going to talk about tonight. Um, and where that, where that fire was, uh, a great district, um, you know, uh some good fire duty out there. Um and then uh I went to uh, truck one uh for approximately uh say four years, four and a half years and then uh was promoted to lieutenant and back to engine four, um then to engine two and then eventually a truck one uh and made my way to the training division uh from truck one um and then uh was appointed uh, deputy chief. Uh, in 2016 so uh, you know um, a great department Uh, I can't say enough about the the people that work uh, work with me Um, you know they uh, a lot of motivation um, a lot of dedication and and just uh, you know in in what happened on Saturday kind of proves it and uh, you know it's good so um, you know things turned out really great
0: yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the demographics of your city? Because I know Meriden, but most people don't know what Meriden is. Meriden is a very diverse community, very mixed, very from very high-income people at one side of the city and some low-income people. So it's a really, um, like I said, diverse city, very, very dense in some areas and a little suburban in other areas. So if you could tell the folks a little bit about... Um, your downtown area and and
1: the like Yeah, absolutely. So we're um, we're pretty much right in the middle of uh, the state of Connecticut uh, right off of I-91 uh, and Route 15 uh, And halfway between Hartford and New Haven almost dead center um, and uh, You know as Jim said very very diverse community um, a lot of density in the downtown area uh, and then as you get out towards, um, you know, the middle field line, the Cheshire line, um, you know, we, we have our, uh, our more upscale, uh, neighborhoods, so to speak, um, and towards the Wallingford line also, uh, those are our bordering communities, uh, and, um, you know, you could go from, you know, literally, uh, on the east side of Meriden, seeing, uh, farm tractors go by your home to, um, a mile away, you know, uh, two and a half wood frames where you could touch each house. If you stand in the middle of them um, with both hands and spread your hands apart or your arms out. Um, mm-hmm. the downtown, the downtown area, um, you know, is, um, somewhat economically depressed. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it, probably the the bulk of our work, um, is in that area, obviously, uh, because of that, um, we run, uh, five engines, Uh, And one one ladder company uh, with 22 people on duty, um, including a shift commander and an on-duty safety officer um, 24 hours a day Uh, They're spread out over six firehouses um, And uh, We do about 10,000 calls for service a year, you know, that includes EMS um, But, uh, you know, probably in the area of 40 40 to 50 working fires a year, somewhere in that range. Um, so you know, so so we're doing a fair amount of work. Um, you know, so and uh, the guys are aggressive. You know, uh, we're doing training an awful lot. We're out, um, you know, really doing getting uh, getting them out there doing some hands-on training and and um, really focusing on that the, the fire ground activities. Well.
2: So, any questions, Chief Avillo? No, I'm, I'm just uh just listening. Well how, how many guys you have on a rig?
1: Uh so um we have four of our engines have three people minimum, and then uh mm-hmm. engine two uh has uh four has four people on it and truck one has a minimum of four also. So engine two oh, okay, is a minimum good. of four, truck one's a minimum of four, and then everybody else is three.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um Yeah.
1: Do you, uh, you guys work
2: 24-72s, or, or you do the 56-hour the week?
1: Uh, no, we work a 42-hour work week. Um, it, okay. it's, a, it's a different kind of schedule. We do 24-on, um, and they're split day and night. Uh, so, you know, if you're going to take a day, you know, you gotta take, you're got to take you going to take the whole 24 off. you got to take two days off, right? Um, and then uh, so it's 24-48, 24-on, 48-off, 24-on, 96-off. So it's 24-2, 24-4. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty me. good schedule. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that
0: would confuse me. I wouldn't know what days i supposed to be in. So, so Ryan, right. we so you 32. know, Chief of Villa works ahead, for a, a, the, the most densely populated fire district in the United States. It's right across the Hudson River from uh, New York City. Okay. Um, they run three-man engines. There are okay. high-rises, There are high rises, condo complexes that go for miles, but they run three man engines, and it amazes me that they do high rise firefighting, um, or what I call cliff firefighting, with three man Mm -hmm. engine companies. They marry everyone, but it just to me it's Mm -hmm. it's amazing that you know people survive and get the job done with the number of people you have, and it's good me right back to my point about your job. You're from a relatively smaller department compared to most cities, yeah. and I'd like you mm-hmm. to talk about this fire, um, the arrival, um, how long behind the initial companies were you, and, and how it escalated, and how it started and got to the point, first of the rescue
1: and then of the final
0: extinguishment.
1: Yeah, uh, so about 10 of Yeah, ten of four on Saturday uh, afternoon. um, The communication center took a boatload of phone calls. Um, So you know, pretty much the dispatcher that was working knew that you know knew that there was a a good fire going. Um, Companies were returning from a box uh, on the west side of town. Um, So uh, engine two had just returned to quarters. uh, They're on the west side. Uh, Truck one and car four, which is the on-duty shift commander, were. Um, right in the downtown area, um, they hit uh, they hit what we call the pre-alert tone, um, gave the address, and um, shortly after they gave that uh, the the on-duty shift commander reported that he had smoke showing from um, what we call Perkins Square, which is is uh, the, the downtown area, um, and basically called it a working fire from that point. So, uh, Engine Four, uh, like I mentioned before, is Probably, you know, 500 feet away from from the fire building. So, and they they happen to be in quarters, which is fortunate. Um, so, they got on scene uh, relatively, I mean, extremely quickly, um, and reported that uh, you know they had a fire, um, a porch fire that was extending to the the first floor of the home, uh, and they were stretching a line, engine three um which would be the second new engine was uh also in quarters they came down uh, route five or broad street um, they were able to make a hydrant and uh truck one got on scene with the shift commander relatively quickly also because it, because you know they were on the road um high uh heavy fire condition on the number one floor um and the uh, number two floor uh, prior to our arrival uh three bystanders um you know, who happened to be in the area, uh, took, um, heroic action, you know, um, and basically forced the back door, uh, using a pipe wrench. Uh, they were plumbers, two of them were plumbers. Uh, so they, they, uh, they forced the back door, um, and went in and, and, um, got, uh, basically, you know, like these people know that, you know, their house was on fire, The, the back of the house, um, you know, they, they were, the fire condition was, was, it was taking off pretty good. Um, let them know the house was on fire, and, and basically pulled out, uh, pulled three people out of the, out of the building. Um, on our arrival, uh, you know, engine four was stretching the line. Um, you know, they told them right away, "Hey, there's somebody up, uh, up on the number three floor." Um, you know, the, the house was a typical uh, New England um, old school colonial, um, probably built in the, the early 1900s, uh, about 2,000 square feet um give or take uh real busy area of the city um and you know the the uh the bystanders basically pointed out hey he's in that window um so uh engine four and engine uh they, they started stretching in they they put water in a fire truck one uh goes to make their way um in and they're driven back uh by high heat and um heavy fire conditions um, and, and the two members from truck one, the the, uh, the officer and the irons guy, um, basically sustained uh, some some decent burns. Um, came out, um, and at which point, um, the outside vent team from truck one was was ba- were already set up to do a gun enter search, um, and and they knew the window where where this victim was. Um, they put the ladder up. Uh, they got up there, um, hit the window. Uh, it, it lifted a little bit. Um, they were able to hear uh, the victim moaning. Um, and uh, the, as luck would have it, too, the, um, there was a headboard in front of the, the window, uh, so they really had to work um, to get you know, in there. Um, the, uh, the outside vent man uh, made his way over the bed, um, found the victim, and handed him out to the driver of truck one, uh, and they were able to... Uh, to bring them down the ladder with the help of some other companies there. So, um, a great job all the way around. Um, very coordinated, uh, you know, uh, and, and things went, went pretty good. Um, I happened to be, uh, about probably, I, I got there with the fifth new engine, um, uh, coming from home and, uh, uh, met up with the ship commander on what would be the D side um, as they were making the rescue um, and kind of, uh, you know, we got our game plan together and, and, and went from there. Um, the fire, uh, um, the, the fire building uh, had a lot of, um, a lot of alterations done to it, obviously through the years, um, some uh, better than others, you know, Um but you know, in the end, it made a boatload of uh, void spaces that that really made mm-hmm. um, the overall extinguishment a little bit tougher than than you know uh, our typical two and a half frame that that we're kind of used to. Uh, but in the end, you know, uh, it, it was a balloon frame ho- uh, house, and uh, you know, it, it did and reacted basically as any other balloon frame uh, home would, you know, um, there was fire in every void space. Um, and, and really in the end, the, what, you know, got us to the extinguishing point is getting guys in and uh, opening up um, virtually every wall, every ceiling, and, and really uh, just working working the lines to overhaul it, you know.
0: couple of questions. When mm-hmm. the rescue sure. was, was announced, Mm-hmm. Did First of all, two firefighters being burned, firefighters making yep. the rescue. Did that slow down your extinguishment time a bit, or were your mutual aid companies coming in already at that point? Did it, did it so, set you back at all?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, um, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, so when I got there, um, uh, I assumed command, and then the uh, ship commander took operations, Um and being you know in the back of my head uh you know I knew we were we were virtually down a company um you know knowing that you know we had some injuries um and the other thing is is you know uh we really needed to, to not that we didn't have it, but we really needed to get, regain control of uh, accountability for for a moment you know um mm. so we took uh we took a, a moment here once we got the victim out um and, and we knew basically that everybody else was accounted for um and we regrouped um relatively quickly uh and then got got lines back in place up on the uh number two and three floor um and uh so so yeah the the rescue certainly um did did slow extinguishment um a little bit um the uh, the members were flowing water um they were working extinguishment right up until the point that the uh the victim was on the stretcher with the ambulance um, but we did take a moment to regroup just to make sure that, you know, we had accountability and, and um, make sure, you know, everything was going by the numbers. Uh, and then, you know, to, to answer your question, too, uh, the Mutual Aid was, um, was in route. We, when we go to a second alarm, um, you know, it basically uh, every every fire uh, company in the city responds to the scene. Um, and then we automatically call in Mutual Aid from uh, from our Mutual Aid partners in Wallingford, uh, Southington, and Middletown, um, and they start backfilling mm-hmm. firehouses. Um, once we knew, uh, you know, we were going to be putting our team to work relatively soon, and and honestly, um, the guys put an all-out effort in on that initial attack and, and in that rescue. Um, you know, we we knew that we were going to need a little bit more manpower there, so we called an additional engine over the second alarm, um, and then subsequently uh as we started committing more resources we we brought in another engine and truck um from uh our mutual uh, partners to the north uh in new britain connecticut so uh they came in um they assisted us and stuff like that so um certainly a uh a well-coordinated um attack all the way around
0: great great now is your safety officer doing your accountability and command board at a, at a job like this? Because that's, that's a monstrous task to take care of the accountability. Yeah. And, and so is that one of his functions?
1: That is, that is. Um, so, uh, you know, on arrival, um, they, they go they and the, uh, they grab the accountability tags off the rig, they bring them to the command post. Um, they, you know, they, they monitor the, uh, five round channel. Um, they, they keep accountability. Uh, in this instance, um, I basically, uh, we call him car nine car nine. Um, you know, he was doing three, you know, basically laps around the building 360 laps and giving reports back and forth of what's going on. Um, keeping accountability of the companies where they were, um, and coming back to the command post and, and reporting, uh, on a regular basis. So, um, most of the time you know they're running the accountability board, et cetera um, in this instance, um, it was so dynamic we had him kind of doing uh, you know, he, he put a lot of mileage on now
0: before you yeah, created that
1: position, who did that so yeah before the so uh prior to that, it was the the um the training officer for the department, which was a um, a forty hour a week job, um, and they would have to deal you know, they'd be a callback. Um, and depending on where they were, if they were available, um, if they lived in town or they lived out of town, really, um, really, you know, you didn't know how, how long it would take them to get there, um, if they could come in, uh, or or they couldn't. So, um, you know, we started going back and forth and, and we recognized that, you know, um, we had an opportunity to be able to, um, uh, advance the training division, um, and kind of task the the safety portion of it um, to them also. So, um, you know, it, it's it's about a year and a half in right now, uh, and uh, it, it, it's a really good program. It's working well um, all the way around, both on incidents in from from the training aspect. So,
0: yeah, the value of that's that good, incredible.
2: It's, yeah, it's like one of those things like you
1: couldn't do without it now, right? No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't really know how we did it before, you know. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, it's a, it's such a valuable position, um, and uh, it, it's working out very well. And I'm not gonna I'm not yeah. gonna say that they're having bumps in the road, you know, um, because no. like anything, when you when you're growing a program, it's you know we we were kind of learning it as we went, you know, because uh, there, there's not too many departments that are doing that um that way and and, you know we reached out um across the country we got some some feedback from other departments that are doing similar things but but really uh there's not a ton of people that are really doing it so um you know we we kind of uh we were writing the book um as we went and uh and we still are so uh we're learning and, and um but you know the value is it's incredible you know so Oh yeah, it's it's like you don't
2: yeah you don't know how you did without it. And we sort of had the same thing. We had uh, we we had a you know we wound up with a safety officer just like you guys have. You know he's a, a on ship yeah. safety officer. And then uh, the next thing they did is they gave us uh, what we call the comtech, which is the accountability okay. guy. And uh, he rides with the safety officer. Like I didn't have a chauffeur. He was basically my aide on the fireground. But he would he would ride with the safety officer. But yeah, those were two positions that we we're like, oh, my God, how did we, how did we do without those positions before we had them? You know. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I can see that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they grow. I can tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. So yep.
2: if right, I? I didn't have this when I was in Weehawk and you know, I didn't have it then either. You know, and and there I had only ten guys on the uh, on the initial right. response. You know, so it's like, ugh you're going, you know, like uh, trying to get all that stuff done on your own, you know, and, uh, well, it's great. It's great. It's good that you have those resources that can, you know, sort of, you know, plug in and, uh, you know, and it it takes a lot off the incident commander when you have something that goes on, like, like what you guys had, it's
1: just like out of your ordinary, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, the, the, the four guys we have uh, in the office now, you know, they are, uh, they're dynamite, you know, um, I can't say enough about them. They, they, uh, they're, they're really motivated. Um, they want to be there, uh, you know, and they they do a really good job. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's really working out well for us. Do they have yeah. any rank? Yeah, so they are, they're, uh, they're lieutenants. Um, and actually, uh, the, the um, in the next month, one of those lieutenants, um, positions will be transferred to a captain's position. So, uh, just like any other fire company, um, that we have, uh, you'll have a captain and three lieutenants assigned to training and safety. Oh, so yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, is... uh, yeah. So, and, you know, it just got approved last month. Um, and we're, uh, uh at the end of this month we'll we'll make the um uh you know the, the chief has uh an interview process um that uh a couple guys are gonna go through. Uh he'll make his choice and then you know then we'll have a captain um on one of the groups and then three lieutenants on the other three groups. So uh you know, we're we're looking forward to that. Um and, and again, you know, it's just part of that process of growing, you know, and um and, and, and you know, making this uh, this program you know better as we go. So, um, it's a pretty neat opportunity for us. Mm.
0: That's great. I want to ask you now. Just go backwards a little bit. And I've done a lot sure. of training with you guys. We used to do live burns together annually um, to do our live burn certification every year. It was always fun working with you guys. Obviously, it's it's not under stress when we're doing training. We talk about all the stuff how it would make it better, but. It, we almost never moved on about all the things we discussed that would make it better. I'm glad to see you're doing it. I'm glad to see Wallingford's doing it. But what I want to talk now about the men, the training to get your members. I know everybody's taught how to do VES. I want to talk about what you do. Do you do different training for your truck companies to do this? Or does all your department members train um, to do VES
1: So yeah, no, we um, The the, uh, the good thing or the, the pretty neat thing about the um, this whole situation on Saturday was uh, You know that that training and safety division um, You know we, we transformed you know, like I said 18 months ago um, and one of the, the very first um, Training uh, evolutions department-wide that we did uh, Was been search and that was uh, like last March Um, and you know, we've cultivated a really good relationship with the Meriden housing authority. Uh, and, and, you know, even today, I got a text message from, uh, from our contact over there, um, saying, Hey, I got another one for you. I got another vacant for you to work in. Um, so last March we were able to get into a home on maple branch, uh, which is a street, um, in the downtown area, a very large home. Um, we borrowed a prop from, uh, from uh, the Killingworth uh, Volunteer Fire Department, um, they were able to loan us a, a vent search prop for the window, um, and we were able to smoke up the apartment uh, and do vent search training. Uh, we put the whole we put the whole department through it, um, and we you know we really uh, relied heavily on the members of Truck One um, to kind of deliver that training and, and walk um, the other guys through. Um, You know, it it certainly paid dividends, you know, um, in that we were able to uh, deliver really high-quality training. And, you know, at the end of the day, we actually used it. We put it into play um, in a real uh, situation that was, um, like I said before, a really dynamic situation. So um, that worked out pretty good. Um, You know, uh, in terms of training, uh, you know, we – just like every every department out there, you know, um, there are the regulatory statutes and, and, and things that you have to do, um, you know, but one of the big things that that we really are, are focusing on is getting um, the members out into the field, uh, doing things that are, you know, geared towards um, the fire ground, you know, um, mm-hmm even uh, you know we, we just transitioned um, which is a big a big deal we just transitioned uh, from uh, from uh, one brand of air to another um, and you know we put everybody through uh, about three days of, of uh, full training on that and then you know uh, prescribed training right so like the whole group would come down we'd go through that all of that at, in the training division and then we went out even more uh, company by company to, to orient them to that so um, having those vacant buildings from, from the housing authority and, and, um, you know, the, the guys that we have, you know, the talent we have out there, um, they're able to, uh, kind of bring that training through, um, you know, it, it pays, dividends. They, 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 they're just, uh, really a uh, great bunch of guys that are, uh, so motivated. So it works out good. good
2: hey, Chief, can um, you explain what the Vententa prop is?
1: Yeah, um it's a commercially made prop um it, it, uh, i want to say uh like like a lexan material for the um or a plexiglass uh for the panes of glass um mm-hmm. and there's uh so basically um it sits in a regular standard uh, window frame you take the you take the uh, regular window out um right and then it it sits in there uh it's got like um like uh almost like a vice or or a screw um that puts pressure on uh all the um you know on the two the two side walls of the window and then the uh the header um in the Mm -hmm. windowsill it puts pressure on either one um and then there's a wooden dowel in the middle um and basically you're able to uh come up to the window you can take the take the uh the plexiglass um and then you you have to come down and take out the the, uh, the wooden dowel or the the, the block of wood, um, take that out, and then uh, just as you would the, um, you know, the the entire window on a regular window. So right. you really have to work it, and then uh, and then go in and and it, you know it's big enough where you can get through it and um, take a victim out. Also.
2: Wow, that's pretty interesting. You know, that, that's a real sounds like a really cool prop. It, it
1: really was. It was one of those things where we were going to do, um, you know, we were going to do the training, and one of our members was like, hey, I, I've seen this before. I think I can get my hands on it. Um, and, and, you know, we were certainly so thankful to, to Killingworth for, uh, for letting us borrow it for, you know, really the better part of a month, you know, um, to put the whole department through. You know, we put them through twice, each group through it twice and, and stuff. So, um, That's cool. yeah, it, it really paid. It was awesome, you know. So, um,
0: Ryan, to the individuals who did the VEX, I don't know if you want to name names on the on public place, but uh, they did an awesome job. How were, especially the, the firefighter that made entry, the VE, um the outside vent man, how was he physically after doing what he did? Because he, he was the only one in there doing all the moving, lifting, and getting the victim out the window. How was he physically? Did you talk to him after that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, t- I talked to him today. Um, you know, uh, so, so, you know, just, just like anybody else, um, you know, it, these guys are way humble. Uh, and they, they basically, uh, you know, told me not to mention any names. So, so I'm going to respect yeah, I that, right? that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're laying low. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Um, the, the firefighter who, who made the entry, um, you know, he's uh he's in pretty good shape. You know, uh, whenever I go to the firehouse you now, uh, you know, in the afternoons, uh, he, he's not the guy you know who's not in the gym. You know, he's on the treadmill, he's working out. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, he he was. I talked to him today. He's like, yeah, I'm still I'm a little sore, you know. Um, and then then the other firefighter that that was at the ladder and, and actually physically and carried the the victim down. Um, you know, he, he was pretty sore today too. Right. Um, but, but I'll say this, um, they brought the victim down, they brought him over to the stretcher, um, and they, uh, they repositioned their aerial, um, in the aerial device, they got it up and, uh, they positioned it and they cut a hole in the roof after that, Um <laughs> wow. in, in a good hole too, you know, uh, like, uh, it, to be honest with you, you know, if, if you were going to take a picture, uh, for, uh, for a book in terms of a a vent hole, that would be the vent hole. That would be the one you would want to, you would want to show a new firefighter. um, That's the ideal hole. So um, I saw saw the
0: pictures. Quinn took some great pictures. There's some great pictures out there. I saw the pictures. It looked like they cut it with a T square.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so, so, you know, they did all of that after they, they pulled this guy out. Right. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I was looking at them, and, and you know, I'm at the uh I'm at the command post and uh, you know, I get the radio message, you know, truck O V to to command uh, you know, good hole. We've got a good hole, you know, and it's like, Wow, all right, cool, you know, <laughs> um pre- pretty neat deal. See, what's amazing about that
0: to me, and I worked in a small department and I understand that I know you guys in big cities those guys would, the people who did the rescue. They would be done. They'd be done for the rest of the job. Another crew would be cutting that hole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Like I could never do what they do in New York City, but they could never do with a department like yours does with 22 guys on duty, you know? So um, fighting fires, it doesn't matter where you are. We still have to perform the same tasks. It's just how we do them. And when we do them, I don't have 10 companies to perform, you know, the vertical ventilation, the VES, you know, the forcible entry and stretch two lines. You know, it, it doesn't happen all at once right. for a department like yours. And uh, kudos, right. kudos, kudos. I'm telling you, um, mm-hmm. there are some incredible pictures that I've seen and uh, um, I know you guys and I know you guys well. Um, You always do a great job, but I'm telling you, this was an exceptional job. You should really be proud of all your members. Um, And I know you are. I don't have to say you should be because I know who you are as a person. Um, It was an incredible job all in all, especially the rest of you. Uh, Yeah,
1: you know, it was was, um, was a tough deal uh, in that, you know, like I'm looking at these guys and, and you know, I'm gassed for them to be honest with you. I'm I'm like, oh my god, right. you know, and, and literally like I'm holding them back. Like, hey, you know, take a take a breath for a minute here. You're going to No, and they're like, no, nah, we can keep going. We can keep going. It's like, oh my god, you know. So, uh they um, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about about my my department. Um these guys uh every day, you know, um they're doing stuff that that just it leaves me in awe. You know, and and it's uh, really a great bunch of people. Um, You know, uh, a a cool city to work in. You know, Um, we get our share of of a lot of things, so it's it's definitely a a neat deal. And and I I, I tell you, I I really couldn't be more proud of these guys. So it's awesome. So we have a lot of people listening.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead, chief. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go go. go. We have a lot of people listening to the show from all over, and many of these people I know and I have conversations with and debates with, you know, that they're not allowed to do VES or uh, we're a small department. That's only for big departments. What words of wisdom, not just from this most recent event, but training, how, for a smaller department, much help doing VES can be uh, both time and victims lives do you recommend it for most departments volunteer and or career smaller departments
1: yeah you know um i'll tell you you know you could go either way with it right but um but but at the end of the day a lot of times the most direct route to that victim probably through the window. Right. Um, you know, and we go in and and we do our primary search and, and, you know, usually we find the stairs and, and no problems, you know, but the reality is, is like, if you know, somebody's in that window
2: and
1: and you can make it happen, you know, that's uh, probably the most direct, direct way uh, a lot of times to, to get to those victims. Um, and it certainly saves some time. Um, even if you get to them, you isolate that room and you might not take them out over that ladder. Right. But, um, you know, I know that I certainly understand that the, the, um, the notion that, you know, taking somebody out over a ladder is, is physically demanding. Um, it's certainly manpower, um, intense, uh, but so is taking them down the stairs, you know, um, Mm -hmm. so you know, uh, I I think it's a great tactic. I think it's um, it's certainly something you know it has its time and place, uh, just like anything. But you know, it, it's a great tactic. Um, it certainly works. We've had success with it. Um, you know, and, and like like Jim says, you know, we're a relatively small department um, in the scheme of things, and uh, you know. We're fortunate to have a four man ladder company, so we do have those two guys that are out that are dedicated to outside bench, right so the the riding positions are dictated um that the driver in in, um, in the, the firefighter behind him or if we're in the um the primary piece is the is the tractor drawn so the tillerman and the uh and the driver they they're the outside vent team so you know we are fortunate in that respect um, but you know, that certainly doesn't mean that somebody from the fourth or fifth do or third do engine couldn't, you know, meet up with a, with a um with another member and perform it. So um
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I said, I, I'm a believer. I, I think it you know it's certainly um a tactic um that has its time and place but like I said before, you know, a lot of times the quickest way to get somebody is, is through that window. So Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I have to agree with that. The one thing about it though is Practice, practice, practice.
2: You can't never have done it
0: and trained on it and say, okay, I'm going to do this today. You know, how far is it? If you you know your district, well, it's 11 feet to the, the bedroom door, to the hallway. I can make it 11 feet, even if it's really pushing black smoke. I can close that door in about a minute once I get in that room and then do your search. It's like you guys are football fans. It's like an end run you know around the, the engine company that's the way i look at it yeah absolutely you
1: know and, and you know certainly is it, is it classified as like an, an advanced tactic I, I would say so and, and to get to that point you got to train you know you got to train and, and yep. be uh be comfortable in that training so mm-hmm.
2: yeah i i agree with you guys you know if you've never done it before it's a real difficult thing to pull off even yeah. when you have yep. done it before it's a difficult thing to pull <laughs> off, but that's where, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're doing your training for the, you know, the 1%, you know, um, of yep. the time that something like that, you may have to do, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and if you don't, if you don't train on that stuff, you can't, you can't expect to be successful. And if you're successful, then you might've just gotten lucky that one time, which, which is better than being unlucky. Right. But yeah, yeah. Not, sure. you know,
1: yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, so let me
0: ask you uh, um, some questions about about your department um, ryan are Are you guys looking into growing at all or you know long term five, ten years from now uh, more man manpower or anything? Um, I know the city uh, has some tight budget constraints and especially with the economy right now. Um, is there any thought or things like that? Your equipment's still very good they're still taking care of you right?
1: yeah you know um we like you know obviously uh there's there's certainly budget budgetary constraints um you know uh and and again um you, know, you, you hate to say this about you know the place where you work or whatever uh, but you know it is an economically or rather economically depressed, depressed community um it is on an upswing right now, which is, which is cool to see. Um, but, uh, you know, um, in terms of down the road, uh, yeah, I know, I know the chief, um, would really like to have, uh, four person engine companies all the way around. Uh, I don't, I don't know that that, you know, that that's, you know, uh, something that is palatable, um, at upper level. I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I do know we've applied for grants to be, to get our, uh, our companies up to four person companies. Um, you know, uh, to be honest with you, uh, you know, uh, I don't think I would ever in my career would have ever thought that we would be able to go up and put the officer on, you know, um, mm-hmm. like, like we did. So, um, yeah, certainly the, the, uh, I think the goal would be, yeah, you know, four-person companies, um, you know, minimum manpower four-person companies. You know, I, I just don't know uh, if that if that's ever going to be possible. You know, in the ideal world, it would be, and that would be fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a you know, it's staffing is is a great thing, and like as Duffy said, like we we in, in North Hudson, you know, we have eighty thousand people a square mile. You know, right. we're riding, you know, three-man engines, three-man ladders. Although after uh, there was an issue at at, at um, one fire where they had, uh, they had five kids died in Union City, and and they actually got all of them out through to search off of a porch roof. And, uh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, but but you know, the, they uh, they the person had left the door open downstairs, and the fire got into the stairwell. You know, while none of them burned, they all died of smoke inhalation and uh after that they went to four man ladders a four man rescue and uh uh but not four man agents but what i've been right. hearing lately is that they are starting to you know sort of slide back a little bit on the on the ladders based on the staffing for the day too many guys on you know sick leave something like that you know they they're going back to three man ladders i'm not 100% sure but that's the way i'd heard it was going and you know uh, quite honestly that's a shame and if you if you know that area up there, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's never a fire without at least two exposure problems and it's always rush hour, you know, and, uh, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so the staffing is, is so, so important, you know, but, um, every now, you know, it, it's every now and then people have to be reminded of, it, of that, I guess,
1: you know? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So are you guys you a young know, job or, or are you kind of kind of in the middle? What what's like, you know, have you had a, a recent turnover? So you have a lot of like younger, like, you know, stronger in shape, you know, ready to rock
1: guys. Uh
2: you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, we're, know we're we're uh, a
1: relatively Yeah. Yeah, we're a relatively young uh department. Um that's good. You know, we we had a, a pretty significant turnover probably uh in the last five to six years. Um You know, and uh, so we're we're a relatively young department. Um, A lot of the guys are really into, uh, you know, they're in the gym all the time, um, you know, and and stuff like that. So um, they're always in, you know, these guys, uh, you know, they're always watching, you know, uh, anything to do with fires um, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know. Very motivated bunch of a bunch of people. Uh it, you know, it's a it's a really good you. deal. Um yeah. are they all listening to you tonight? Oh, I don't know. They probably are. I'll probably get uh <laughs> I'll probably get harassed at the coffee table tomorrow morning, you know?
2: Yeah, well, well, well you, you definitely
1: will. I don't know. I haven't been looking at my phone, so I'm probably getting texts, you know.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I can tell yeah, you well, um, anybody from Meriden who's listening, man, just we just wanna extend on behalf of Duffy and myself what a great job you guys did and you're you're doing all the right things and moving in all the right directions, man, and you you gotta be proud of yourselves.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that number one. Number two, I know for a fact, I can just see on my switchboard here how many people listening on their phones with two oh three or eight six zero phone number. So I know there's a lot of people who who did that route rather than going through the website, um, which is very unusual. And um, yeah, and I have to say again, um, from your quiet neighbor to the south, um, always loved working with you. um, And I know that goes through most of the Wallingford Fire Department. Um, You know, it's a great relationship. And the mutual aid, relationships that you have with all your mutual aid partners is great you're highly respected and i also am very happy to say that i see mutual aid relationships in this entire state have gotten so much better you know middletown is one example um so many other places the only place i don't think it's working well is in norwich you know i think they have a struggle down there um with career versus volunteer but uh And most of the state, you know, they're calling mutual aid during the daytime in the smaller volunteer communities with the initial tone. They're sending multiple towns to a a structure fire before even anybody arrives. And I think that's great. You know, if you're only going to show Mm -hmm. up with five people in 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 the town of Durham, you know, why not get Middlefield on the road at the same time and South District on the road at the same time? It just makes sense.
1: You know, we yeah. have
0: to check yeah. check our egos, stop worrying about where you come from, where the, the community lines are. New Britain, until a few years right. ago, they never called mutual aid, no matter what. Yeah. You know, and, um, New Britain is starting to call mutual aid. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. We keep the public safer and our firefighters safer. It looks,
2: yeah, you it's, know, it, people people it's people that put out fires and uh, the people don't really care what name it says on the side of the rig. They just want to know they're being helped.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, we are so fortunate with, with all of our mutual aid partners, you know, um, we work really well with everybody there uh, in in the area. uh, And, you know, those, those relationships we, we really cultivated, um, really heavily in in probably like the last 10 years. Um, you know, we, we always, we always had a great relationship with Wallingford. Um, and, uh, and, but, you know, we've kind of branched out, um, and and it's worked out really, really well. Um, you know, and, and, truthfully, you know, uh, the Wallingford and Meriden, um, relationship, it's unbelievably strong. Um, and, and, um, some really good things have come from that. And, and then, you know, we've built upon that with that, with the other neighbors, right. So Middletown and Southington and New Britain and, and Berlin and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So it really works out well. And, and you know, uh, we're in a really good spot and, and like, good. and like, um, you know, like you guys said, you know, the public doesn't really care what it says on the side of the truck, you know, as long as they're getting help, um, and truthfully, from from our standpoint, you know, if, if we're getting help for our guys, you know, we don't care either. You know, as long as as long as people are coming with, you know, that are motivated, mm-hmm. that want to work and and stuff like that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's a great deal.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, um, you know, that Merlin used to be only called to be our rit team, you know, our fast team, and they knew if I was on duty, they were going to get put to work when they arrived. Isn't that right, Ryan? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah,
0: you know, we, we uh,
1: there's some, there's, you know, we caught some good work uh, down that way. It was, it was always fun, always good, and, and like I said, it, it got a great department down there too, you know. So uh, pretty cool.
0: Yeah,
1: it it's been fun, and I know you have a
0: family to take care of. We we don't want to keep you too long. Is there anything you think our, our listeners? would like to hear about the incident and about your training and how you got to the level where you were able to pull that off almost flawlessly. It really, you know what? um, Thing of beauty. I'm going to have to, yeah, it was definitely a thing of beauty. And I think um, the photograph of of that incident is going to appear nationally because it's a tactic that's used, but it's not caught often. And it's not caught in that detail because it was daytime. And I think you're going to really, you know, the public's going to see it. The citizens of Maryland are going to see it. The citizens of Connecticut and firefighters all over the country will see it. I don't know about, you know, the civilians, but firefighters will see it. You know, the the Internet is is a pain in the ass, but it's also a very good thing. (laughs) Something like this. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a blessing and a curse, right?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, it's right.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess, um, the biggest thing is obviously the training and everything else, but, but it's a mentality too, you know? Um, and when, you know, when, when, when I walk into, uh, our firehouses, there, there is a mentality out there, um, that, you know, we're going to get it done, you know? And, um, they, they have that, you know, get it done, um, attitude um, and, and I think that that's you know that that's prevalent and in, in, um, it resonated on, on Saturday afternoon you know like we got to get this done we, you know there's no choice here you know um, right it, that, that that kid had no choice uh, he had no other options other than than our guys going up over that ladder and grabbing him you know and um, that get-it-done attitude and uh, you know obviously coupled with with really good quality training but truthfully, you know, it's, it's the attitude. It's the um, the mentality of, you know, we got to get this done because, you know, that's what we're here for. And, and um, you know, like I said, I said it uh, probably 100 times over the weekend. I can't say enough um, not only about the guys that, that performed this um, or, or the guys that were inside and took a pounding, um, but, you know, the, the City of Meriden... Um, you know, they are so fortunate to have uh, these, guys that, these guys and girls that, that work here um, in the level of their motivation. You know, I, I just can't say enough uh, great things about them. Nice. Hey, well,
0: and man. Andy, Fredrick, organizational Andy Frederick.
2: Organizational and pride, man. Yes, sir. You know, Andy uh, Frederick said
0: almost what you said. He said expect fire on every run, expect victims on every run, and expect that we're going to get them out on every time. So Mm -hmm. that's what you said in a nutshell, (laughs) and it is so true. Attitude. You can have the most technically trained, smartest people in the world. If they're just there, that's not going to happen. It's we're going to get it done. And I love that you said that. It's all about attitude. And
2: uh, yeah, (laughs) I think that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, this makes the whole fire service proud, man.
1: I appreciate it, you know. And, and like I said, I, I, you know, um, I'm so proud of these guys. Is it, 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 they just did a great thing. So, um, and they continue to do it. And you know, it, it wasn't surprising. It, uh, I guess that's the that's the thing about it. It wasn't surprising. You know, it was okay. They're going to get this done, and and uh, things are going to get better here, and, and, and they did so. Um, pretty pretty good. Well, deal. when
2: you when you really look at it, the public expects excellence. That you know, and uh, and we expect excellence of ourselves. So, like you know, listen, yeah. uh, it 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 was excellence. It's what they it's what they deserve. It's what they expect, and it's what we expect. And you know, they really, you know, there's, there's no other
1: there's no other way to describe it, really. Yeah. No. I, I, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Ryan, did you have any conversation with your chief?
1: On I, uh, oh. I have. Um, so he uh, he's on vacation right now. Um, so we've been texting back and forth, um, and, and uh, you know that night, you know uh, he, he's out of the country. So uh, that night, uh, a text message came up on my on my um, my work phone, and uh, and asking about the guys, right? And uh, so I'm like. I'm not getting baited into this one. I don't know who it is. So uh, I I texted back. I'm like, I said, who is
0: this?
1: (laughs) So then uh, he says, oh, it's me on the private phone. I'm like, oh, all right, all right, you know. Um, So, uh, yeah. I I was sitting in my office about, you know, 1030 at night trying to catch up on reports and and do some other things and, and, you know, wrap my mind around some things. And uh, I get that text. I'm like, oh, man this doesn't look too promising here, you know, Wh- who is this? So, um, hopefully if, if he's listening, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't anything. It just, I, I just didn't know who he was. So, <laughs> um,
2: That's all good.
1: Um, and how's, yeah, my, yeah.
2: how's your new
0: deputy doing?
1: Uh, uh, she's doing very well. Um, yeah, I can't, uh, again, I, I can't say enough good, good things about, uh, Chris, um, you know, she's doing great, and uh, it's a good thing for the American Fire Department. It's a really good thing. It's it's from the water growing up on
0: Long Island, let me tell you. Yeah, that's what I hear. You tell me that all the time, you know? <laughs> well, somebody's got it because it's bullshit, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> a never lets me forget that I'm from Long Island either. Well,
2: I, never or let I never let forget him forget it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, a little bit of both. Well, Ryan, thank you You're so welcome. much. Um we appreciate spending time with us. Um I think you've um you and your department have made an impression on the fire service and I hope that we have shared it even more and um and people know who the Maryland Fire Department is, not just the local people now. Um kudos to the members. If I know them, tell them Duffy says awesome job um and one other thing it's the team um those guys made two guys made the grab but the whole team made it possible you know right from yeah you know car yeah. the engine companies the people who did water supply everybody made that happen and it's reaction
1: oh, yeah, it, it you know, on the whole department yeah it, and, and listen I, nobody missed a beat which was which was awesome you know um everything went like clockwork and and, and stuff so um, yeah, everybody that was there did a, did a fantastic job. It really, uh, pretty, pretty awesome thing, deal. Um, well, I said, you know, it was a pleasure to talk to you guys. Um, actually I'm, I'm really honored. Uh, normally I'm, um, you know, I, mean, I tell people all the time, I'm not really, uh, I'm a pretty quiet guy, <laughs> uh, for the most part. Um, you know, but, uh, I'm glad I was able to come on and, um, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity. Good. Well that go oh, give you a wife having a hug. Having you, man. Great I having will. You. <laughs> thank you. I, uh... thank you. It's great meeting you. Very good meeting you. Yeah, thank you. Um
0: Gee, I done one thing this is a, this is not a paid commercial, but there's a man you should bring to the
1: department to do some training. So yes. she's done. Yeah, I we will definitely uh, we will definitely reach out.
0: Yeah, he he's right down the road from Viscuso. He taught Viscuso everything he knows, and Viscuso says he taught Anthony everything he knows. <laughs> Viscuso
2: was one of our students.
0: I know he's one of our
2: students. Viscuso, uh, good man, beautiful, no. good man. But you, yeah. you know what? You know what? And I, I, I know you got to go, and I just wanted to say one thing that, That's was, okay. that really, when I was thinking about it, impressed me the most. That the search operation would have never gotten would have never been successful if your people weren't outstanding at raising ladders.
1: You know, yes. you look at yeah. you say,
2: oh, they made the search, they made the grab, they made the listing. You know what? None of it would have been possible if that ladder wasn't raised properly. And, th- and that is, is the lesson, I think, that a lot of departments have to take. You know what? You think you can do a good vent enter search? Well, I think you need to start with throwing ladders properly. Because if you can't get the ladder to the window, you can't get it in the search, and you can't get anybody out.
1: Yeah, 110%. <laughs> yep. yep. No doubt about it.
2: So kudos okay, on now, those, too. <laughs> You're going to tell them about the clicks now? No, no. Wait wait until I go up there to teach, and then, then we'll show them the clicks. They probably know about <laughs> the clicks. Right. Ryan, thank you so much. I know
0: this is your Thanks, evening. Thanks, um, it's, it's, your, it's your time off. Um, but definitely give um, Jim Duffy's kudos to the entire crew. Um, right now, I I, down.
1: I will. I, it was very good to meet you guys, or uh, to meet you, Chief Avillo, um, and Jim. It's always good to talk to you. So, we'll, uh, Great, we'll be in touch soon. God yep, bless. You stay safe. All right.
0: Thank you. All right. To, to all my listeners, that was uh, Deputy Chief Ryan Dunn from the Maryland Fire Department. Uh, most of the people who tuned in probably know that already. Um, Chief and Villa and I do this show about every five weeks. Um, we try to get different guests, or we just talk like we're at a regular kitchen table. Um, we try to have some fun. Um, but stay into the job. Um, pay attention. Um, learn, 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 and uh, stay safe. And when you have a chance, please try to buy American. Because you know what? The economy's not great, but if we buy American-made goods, people pay taxes. People pay your salaries with the tax dollars. So, uh, you know, if you can buy American, if you can spend a few extra pennies, I think it's worth it to keep our people employed.
2: Chief mm-hmm. Mabillo, any closing? Um, listen, everybody, just, you know, stay safe out there. Take a lesson from the Meriden and Fire Department. What happened there didn't happen by accident. It didn't happen you know, on on, on any other reason than that department trains. And as I just said, and, and, you know, it it sort of hit me like a thunderbolt while we were talking. They never would have been able to do that if they weren't good at raising ladders. And that's the thing.
0: And you're a big ladder guy. I know that. And And you're also a big helmet guy. Chin straps, chin straps, chin straps. I haven't heard that from you. Waist waist straps,
2: waist straps all good brother all good
0: all right to all listeners please stay safe uh any of you people who are in the queue here that called in on the phones if you have anything to say i just opened up the lines if you have any questions or anything to say about uh the grab saturday please let us know uh 860-919-6062 you have anything to add well hello anyway how about eight two eight eight two seven two? you have any questions Guys are awfully quiet. 915-732. Anything to say?
2: Getting some heavy
0: breathing, Doug. I think he's trying to put an air pack on. I don't know. (laughs) Guys, anyway, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Till next month, uh, everybody, please stay safe. Chief Abillo, we'll see you when we see you. Thanks, Cuff. Love you, brother. Love you, too, as always.